It's Kayla Moran, and welcome back to the Let's Get Canted podcast. I am so excited to have my first guest on today, and it's one of my friends that I've met through Instagram. We talk all about how we met. We talk about her Instagram and how she grew, growing a TikTok, creating content, and building a community. And she's also a fellow grad student in the medical field. She also has her own small business, Victoria G Vintage, selling vintage designer pieces. I hope you really enjoy this episode. I'm so sorry for the poor audio quality. Not just right now, my voice is fried. It's almost 10 o'clock at night and I'm exhausted, but I really wanted to get this episode up for you guys. And also for the episode audio, um, I recorded on Zoom and it's the first one I recorded with the guest and I was still trying to figure out the audio and I guess the audio on her end wasn't super clear and she wasn't able to record her side of the audio so you're hearing her from my computer that's when my voice is very clear and hers is not um I ordered a mic so in the next few episodes it'll still be like relatively like scratchy audio depending on the person and their location and my location when we were recording on zoom but in like a month, the episodes will start being really clear as I'm going to be starting to record with the mic in within the next week or two as it comes in. So again, I apologize for the poor audio quality, but I hope you enjoy this episode with my friend Victoria Kramer. She's a fellow Miami girl. She is a fellow grad student. She is a fellow content creator and blogger. And she owns her own small business and she is a powerhouse and I'm very thankful to call her my friend. So I hope you really enjoy this episode, and let's get into it. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. First okay. day, second day of fall, so the yeah. vibes are high. Yeah, pumpkin spice lattes. I don't even like pumpkin. Yeah. More of like a I love everything pumpkin. I just put so many pumpkins in my house like yesterday. <laughs> I'm more of a chai or apple cinnamon kind of girl. Apple Okay. Cinnamon. Yeah. So you're my first official guest. So exciting. Um Yay. <laughs> so can you introduce yourself? Tell everyone where they can find you. So I'm Victoria. Victoria Gabriella Kramer. That's like my full name. My handle is Victoria G. Kramer on IG. And my small business handle is Victoria G. Vintage. And then I'm also pretty active on TikTok. My same handle is Instagram. Yeah, that's pretty much me. I'm a lifestyle and fashion blogger. I've been blogging for three years now. And yeah, I'm a small business owner, behavior analyst, grad student soon to be done with my master's so I'll be graduating in December it's really exciting so exciting um yeah almost grad myself <laughs> I know yeah how I'm be almost done <laughs> but so I wanted to bring you on because there's so many cool things that you're doing that I really want to introduce like, the podcast listeners to and just chat with you but the first thing is I want to talk about how we met so we actually met through IG um, yes. when we started following each other I don't know if you remember I don't know but we actually met during Miami swim week this summer and yeah a Tiki's event 
and kind of just the friendship took off from there. So I wanted to talk about that. Like, have you met other girls like in real that have become like IRL friends through IG? Yeah. So I have um, a couple of girls that I know through Instagram that I've met them, like how I met you at events. I've never like met someone on Instagram and been like, hey, let's hang out. Like, it'll be more like people that we follow each other. And then usually like there's a pool of the like Miami girls that get invited to like most of the different things that are like how usually like Kiki is one of them. Um, that first event that I, that was like my first blogger event. I was like super new and a lot of the girls that I had first like admired a lot and I had first met them at that event. It was like October of, oof, I don't know, like 2019. This was like pre-COVID. So it was October, 2019. So yeah, I've met girls like that through events and I've been back and forth with like couples of bloggers. Like you always have like those internet friends, you know, yeah. but yeah, pretty much you're one of my most like solid, like Miami slash Tennessee, like <laughs> blogger friends. It's so funny when everyone asks me where I'm from, I'm like I'm from Miami, but I currently live in Knoxville. Like, and they're like, what is that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're, one of my, you're one of my close IG friends too. I just, and I wanted to talk about that because it's, people always ask like how do you make friends as an adult and it's just social media honestly almost all of my really close friends I've met through Instagram through social media and yeah for sure meeting people at events or shooting content together one day like going to brunch and shooting content together like that's just it's a great way to meet people um but actually I think I knew about you before I started following you through I think Laura Vila or other people because of Victoria G Vintage so Tell me a little bit about that. Why do you, yeah. how do you, how do you, I mean, you've told me briefly about it, but yeah. how did you start it? Why, like, why vintage? For sure. So basically it all started in December of last year. I really wanted this quilted Chanel like necklace. It's like, it's called the Coco necklace from my store. And it's like a very popular necklace. Like a lot of people have it. It's like a repurposed Chanel zipper pull on a gold chain and I wanted it, it was sold out everywhere. And I was like, why don't I look into this? Like, it doesn't seem very hard to like, try to source, you know, getting a chain from a wholesaler, putting it together. I'm pretty crafty. I've always been very like creative, very into doing my own DIYs and stuff like that. So I kind of looked into it and I was like, everyone was starting their quarantine business. And I was like, I could literally like sell these. And at first I was very nervous, super scared, like how you usually are with a new venture, but, I blew up on TikTok, which was huge for us. And you know, when people DM you on Instagram and you don't follow them, it goes to your request. So I thought we had gotten like no inquiries, no followers, nothing. And then I looked at my request and there was like hundreds of people asking me like the prices of stuff, like how could they buy this? This is before I I launched the website or anything. So cool. It's an awesome side hustle. And I really like it because it's super sustainable too. Yeah. Do you, so I know you have your own Instagram for Victoria G Vintage. vintage but yeah. You, on TikTok, was it your own account or did you make an account for Victoria G Vintage on TikTok? No, Victoria G Vintage is like its own entity on TikTok. And it's actually like one of my most followed accounts. It has like 10K, it has like 10K, 10.1. It, it fluctuates sometimes, but it has a very consistent following. And, you know, my videos do super well on there. I just need to be like more consistent with it. I feel like it's really hard balancing everything. And that kind of is like the one thing that kind of goes by the wayside. Cause it's not like school, school, you have deadlines, work, you have to show up. But if you're running a small biz and like you're the social media person, you're the website person, you're the one shooting content, you're the one shipping. It's like, 
so many different things and I really commend like other girls that are doing everything and also running their own small business too. For sure. Which is something I really wanted to talk to you about because you do so many things too. But another like last question about this, um, Victoria G vintage. So did you blow up because of TikTok, like your videos, um, and did like growing on TikTok help grow the Instagram and the business as a whole, or was it, you know, Laura and other influencers sharing it or was it both like, so I think something that really helped the page was that people were genuinely like interested in the whole like behind the scenes. They were interested in like what kind of content I was making because it's like your typical like business feed. Like if you look at our Instagram feed, it's basically like what the inside of my brain looks like. So it's like a lot of like neutrals, very aesthetic, like quotes, vintage cars, pearls, like sparkly things, you know. So I think people were really attracted to my videos because they all kind of mimic that style. Like I would make videos at first that was like, if this is your style and I would put like Pinterest images and I'd be like, follow us and buy this. So it was like different things like that. I think um, I, when Laura did mention us, a lot of people um, followed, which is really interesting because she has a really um, dedicated, like yeah. supportive follower base. So I thought that was like really cool. And then we did actually partner with her. I sent her a necklace and she did a post and the content was like on point. If you guys don't follow Laura, you like need to because her content is all like really nice. I love that you said that about the aesthetic like TikTok and mm-hmm. the of your mind looks like. So switching to your account, did is that how you grew on Instagram and TikTok yourself too? Like the aesthetic, the curated or what do you think because like, you have a massive following yourself. That's a good question too. Um, I don't know. I think part of my growth on tick on Instagram has been like I got into it like at the right time. So like my reach was really good when I was first like starting to post like a blogger. So basically, I did like the fake it so you make it. Like I got my first collab. I want to say like nine hundred followers. It was like a little local Miami boutique. And I was like, when the post came, I was like, okay, now what? So I kind of shot it and I posted it. And like, people didn't really know that it was like sent to me because I used like tag my outfits anyways. But I would just kind of see like other girls and like they would do unboxings. So like I kind of started doing unboxings. I started reaching out to more brands. And I think my feed, like I started to understand with like presets and like what colors to shoot, like what my style was. And I think the algorithm has changed since then. So it's like a lot harder to grow now, which is something I feel like a lot of creators are running into. And that's why some people are going into podcasting. Some people are going into more video content just because like, I feel like Instagram in itself, not that it's dying out, but it's kind of like a picture. And I think that's like a lot of pressure to put on ourselves and a lot of pressure like on our audience too because like a photo is not my personality it can't really capture my essence how I can like talking to you or how I can talking in a video so I think it's pretty complex you know yeah for sure no I think see I like see for me video content is just so hard to do so I like yeah it's time consuming yeah I like the audio side which is why I started this yeah or just like stories or pictures and I I don't know. It, I just, I think it is, yeah, Instagram and like how to grow in the algorithm. And there's so many, like, that's such a big, like, hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They always say like niche versus personality. Like you have to have one or the other. And I, I would say you're more right. and I'm more of a personality. So I just think it's interesting. Right. How you grew. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it is definitely the right time. Like, so when did you start 
when did you start doing that? When did you start posting about all of that? So I started posting three years ago. We're in 2021. So that was what, like 2018? I was like the end of 2018 when I started. And like, I'm telling you, like my reach, my numbers were all like super good. I feel like hashtags were working really well back then. Like, I don't know if hashtags are such a big thing now. Like now I've seen things that say like use eight hashtags and like put your hashtags in your captions. So like, I feel like now we're all just kind of like trying to use a strategy that works. But I really enjoy what, like, what we do. Like, I love making content. I love taking pictures. It's always been something I'm super passionate about. I love fashion. I love sharing my life. So it's, I don't really see myself ever stopping. I think it's really easy to get discouraged by the numbers or, like, start comparison or, like, different things. So I just, just kind of try to, like, keep my, like, vision on myself and, like, what I'm creating. I compare to myself and, like stuff like that and I'm always learning too so I feel like learning with video content has been like a really fun experience for me as well that's so important too that you said like you stick to what works for you and like you you focus on yourself because it's so easy to get discouraged by the numbers and what everyone else is doing and yeah I think we're lucky that we grew up in a city like Miami where that was kind of always a thing where you you know there's so much that you could oh but Gato's doing this or this person's doing this but, you know, you got to stick to yourself. So we kind of grew up like knowing, like stay in your own lane. And I think that really For helped sure. um, when we're doing social media and stuff. Do what, like if you get it, get inspiration from other people and get ideas. But if you find something mm-hmm. that you stick to and just keep working on that idea and just. Yeah. Perfecting it. And I think like as a content creator in this digital age like you grow such a thick skin not even from like mean comments or like if people are rude to you or something but just from like putting yourself out there so much because I feel like you have to be super vulnerable and authentic which is something that we're choosing to do but it's also something that's really hard you know a lot of people don't understand how difficult it is to be like okay this is my life this is my style this is like everything in my heart everything I care about just putting it out there and seeing if it'll stick and people will like it or not. That's like super nerve wracking. So I think the hardest part is just starting. Once you're in it, you're more comfortable like talking to the camera or, you know, just like sharing with your community and then also having that feedback too. So like when, just like when one person comments on my stuff, I'm like, that made my day. Like it makes me so happy. Like I don't, I don't really need like that, like volume of validation, but if I know that like I'm making one person happy, like it'll all be worth it. Yeah. And that's where IG friends come in too, because you get like For a sure. of, like hype friends and that they also, they, they get what you're doing. They get what you're going through and you're all kind of going through it together. And also you can not just feedback from them, but tips and, you know, I'll ask you, yeah. how did you do this? You'll ask me like, you know, I'm trying to do this. Like, what, yeah. what do you think? Like yeah. shopping together or creating outfits or shooting content and yeah. the building, the community, not just for your like building community for your audience but also building a network of friends for yourself I think is no for sure so special so I want to transition a little bit to more the like grad school side behavioral analysts like your personal life because you don't talk about that much on Instagram it's not a part of your content but you don't hide it right but right which I think is really cool because I've kind of made law school a bit of my content but I want to know how Mm -hmm. come you don't create content based around that like it was that a like did you actively make that decision or just it never occurred to you and like why behavior um, at school tell me about that yeah 
So this is kind of behavior analyst is something I fell into. Well, behavior analysis in general is something I kind of fell into my first year of college. So I was working retail in my first year of college. I was like, this job is just not for me. I was like working at Victoria's Secret for three months. And I was like, listen, like I need something in my major. This is not fulfilling me. So I actually looked on Barefoot Student. I don't know if you've heard of the site, but it's just like opportunities for college students. And I saw a behavioral therapist position and I was like, oh, this is like near me. It sounds really cool. I'm just going to go to the interview and like see what happens. So I went and I loved the owner of the business. We really hit it off. And she was like, listen, like, I think you're great for the position. And something that I told her, which is kind of like what I say in every job interview is like, there could be things for this role that I don't know, but I'm super willing to learn. So anything I don't know, if you teach it to me, like I'll do it, you know? So I got the job and I've been working at it ever since. So I've had a lot of kids that I've been able to work with that are special needs, different diagnosis. I think part of the reason that I keep it not hidden, but I keep it private is just for just in case like one of my client's parents or like a family member or something finds my page. I don't want them thinking like, oh, is she talking about my kid or is she like speculating on this that happened last week? So it's kind of like an ethical thing, I'd say. But I meant um, like going to grad. So you don't. So your grad school program, it'll help you. But it's you're not what you're going to grad school for isn't what you do as a job necessarily. It's both. It's to, it's the same thing. Yeah. So what I'm studying is like um, really closely related to my career. So to become a supervisor, I do need to complete a master's and then sit for the board. Um, but yeah, so pretty much that's why I have a couple of blog posts. I have like a YouTube video too about how to get started in the field, but I always keep it very vague and super general. Yeah. So I don't think I'd ever be the kind of person to like specifically talk about what goes on with my clients. That's just kind of not something that I see myself doing. Yeah. So no, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And uh, yeah. Yeah even like as a lawyer like there's only so much I can say but I can talk about the loss right so I was wondering like you so you said you have a few blog posts on like, yeah the grad school program and you know why you are doing that program you know to be an, a supervisor and all of that so tell me like tell us a little bit about that program like what what is your sure. going to be in and like everything that entails like what it's like to be in grad school and to be getting your master's in something like this yeah, so my semester is almost up. so I do graduate in December. It's a five semester program in special education with a concentration in behavior analysis. So I could also become a teacher, which is something I've actually been considering, which I haven't really spoken to anyone about it. So you're getting the the inside scoop here and right now on the pod. So yeah. Um, but it is a special education master's degree. So I'm taking a lot of like developmental courses, a lot of courses about autism since um, applied behavior analysis has been proven to be a very effective like intervention for kids on the spectrum. Um, we take a lot of classes about ethics because that's really big on the board examination. I'm sure you understand like the importance of ethics and your program too. But it's a really well-rounded master's. I feel like after I'm done with it, I'll be done. And like, I feel like I'm well-prepared to just kind of face any kind of client that comes my way. If I do end up going to the teaching route, any kind of student that comes my way. So yeah, it's something that's really interesting. It's something I'm super passionate about. And I feel like I can really help people directly, which is something that is like really gratifying for me. Does anything that you've learned in school help you with like your social media thing? Like, I mean, behavior, like analysis, you're studying. Like, yeah. 
work? Does that like, how does yeah. you, the, the two work together? Like, do they? They definitely do. I feel like the biggest thing is like reinforcement. So reinforcement is basically, I'm sure you probably know what it is, but for anyone that's listening, reinforcement is, it could be positive or negative, which doesn't mean good or bad. It just means if you're adding to the environment or subtracting to the environment. And it's reinforcement is basically like anything that makes your behavior be more likely in the future. So collaborating with brands and like getting paid through social media, that's like a huge positive reinforcer for me. And it makes me want to do it more and more. So I definitely see like the behavioral side to everything. Like I'm social things or like things with friends. I'm like, ignore them. They're going to reach out more. Like just like weird different things like that that it is really cool to have it in your tool belt. And especially like as a woman, like eventually, like I'm gonna wanna have my own family and be a mom. I feel like I'm gonna have like so many parenting hacks that like eventually I will need to share them with people because I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, growing up in a Hispanic household, like a lot of the things that we kind of cultivate in our culture and just like different things, they're like, not that they're not right, but it's like, there's a better way to do this. You know what I mean? Just like a better way, like in my opinion of, um, what's the word, disciplining kids or like teaching life lessons or just like different things like that. So I definitely think it's going to help me as a parent in the future. And hopefully I can help like other parents in the future too. Yeah, I think that's so cool. And it's, I've always kind of, I I didn't like psychology in undergrad. I definitely did. Like that wasn't something yeah. I was doing, but I always think back or whenever I'm watching TV shows and yeah it has anything to do with like psychology and behavioral like studying uh-huh. years I'm like that's so fascinating like it is like you know choosing to go that route and also doing social media and do like I know you your master's program is online um mm-hmm. you know how come you chose online I, I I know the answer but like for other people that don't like why online versus in person yeah if you would have done it in person like tell me about that part yeah, so FIU actually has my program, but they had like paused it and they brought it back when I was already one semester into my program online. So I was like, okay, well, it's too late now. But my program's in Muncie, Indiana, which is like super far away. So there was no way that I could have made the hike to Indiana just for like job purposes and like leaving my family and stuff like that. So yeah, basically I ended up choosing this program because it cost half of the other program that I was actually going to go into. And when I found out, I was like, it's basically the same thing. There's like no reason for me to do the more expensive route if I can do it for a lot less. And I've been like loan free this whole time. Like I did undergrad for free and then I ended up using my prepaid and I'm paying a little bit out of pocket for grad school. So really good to be able to say that. Yeah. Do you wish you would have done in person for like the social aspects and like being around people that do it too? Or does it not bother you, you know, doing it online and just like your friends being like completely not related to what you do for school and for a living? Yeah, I think I get the best of both worlds because I have like my friends from undergrad, which like they're all doing their own thing. And then I have my friends from work, which they're all either you know, doing their bachelor's in psychology, or they're all either in a graduate program similar to mine. So I kind of have like from work, I get that social aspect of like other people also in the field. So it's been really cool. Yeah. So what's next for you? Like, obviously, you're gonna pursue being a supervisor and your career, like that's very important to you. What do you see next going forward with career wise? 
I think looking more into teaching is like what's next for me. I've had it on my heart for a super long time. And I just like kind of like how I'm telling you, like I've never really told anyone about it. But like when I started talking to my family, like my sister's actually pursuing her bachelor's in education. She was like, it would be so awesome. You'd be such a good teacher. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, so I'm thinking special education for like elementary or teach high school. So I'm not sure yet, but I'm definitely going to get my supervisor credential like I've come all this way like I just need to do it and then from there I'm gonna see like what's next for me I could definitely also see myself becoming a licensed mental health counselor in the future because I'm finishing up my master's at 23 so I have time to pursue something else yeah for so to be a teacher you don't need to do any other credentials but if you wanted to do mental health you what do, would you need you to do help? yeah so for mental health counseling you need a whole other master's in counseling I think you would be good at both so I'm excited to see and what's next for Victoria G Vintage? So I'm just kind of gearing up for the holidays for the store. I'm getting ready, getting all my inventory together, filming videos, making sure that like everybody knows what's going on. Probably like some sales coming up before Christmas so that people can kind of stock up. In my personal Instagram, I think what's coming up for me is just being creating content that I'm happy with and like not worrying about what anyone else thinks. Because I feel like there's two kinds of content creators. There's like the people that are in it mostly to just like get stuff. And there's the people that just are passionate about creating. And sometimes there's like a mix of both. But I think I'm definitely the kind of person that like, I don't really think so much like what I'm going to get out of it. I just prefer to just kind of give and create and like have informative content and like share with other people like what my experience have, my experiences have been just for the sake of doing it. Yeah, I think that's so important too. I think I also, not only can your audience see that, but your own, when you start yeah. friendships with people, the people you stick with as friends closer and you become IRL friends with and you start hanging out yeah. more, are they, they tend to be the same type of influencer as you. And I think right, me and you and like the girls that we're all friends with mutually, like we do it because we love it. And right. generally we love to talk we love to share things (laughs) we love to talk I don't know that it's we're Hispanic because we the most of us tend to be or yeah I don't know like just our personality types is in general but yeah I think it's super important to do it for the right reasons and you said something earlier that was really good you said like if you want to do it just start and I think that's so important like if you know it the hardest part is starting and then just you kind of figure it out as for sure people have done that and it's worked out yeah for both of us. And it's also what you said too, when you started at the right time, because I only started a year and a half later and I'm a lot than you, but to me, the followers don't matter as long as they're engaged. And it's like, exactly. It's like Lauren Bostic always says, she says launch and adjust to me and every aspect of my life. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just launch and adjust. That's one of my favorite quotes. And I knew you were going to say, I think (laughs) conversation too. Um, But just it's, yeah, like it's so important. And what you were saying, like the positive reinforcement when you like your friends, or yeah. you, like even the people you don't know, like they start, you know, hyping you up and, you know, yeah. you start feeling that love. It's like, okay, like I meant to do this. Let me keep doing this. And you just want to like, yeah. it's not about people pleasing, but like you want to, you want to make sure, sh- make sure what you're doing makes you happy, but it's fun. Like building yeah. up new people that love what you're doing and love what you're sharing. Yeah. Those relationships with people. And no, yeah. I think being able to inspire others is just like, so great for me like and I feel like for you too like knowing that what you're doing and your purpose is like just to put a smile on someone else's face is like it makes it all worth it yeah so what is 
actually someone asked me this today and I wanted to ask you, and I think I'm going to ask like all the influencers that I talk to, like, what do your yeah. parents think? It was a journey at first. At first, my parents were like, why are you getting so many packages? Like they were concerned. They're like, do you have an online shopping addiction? And I was like, no, like I'm partnering with this brand. Like they're sending me this so I can take pictures. And now my parents love it. They're like, oh, like what can you get for me? Like my mom's obsessed with the skincare. Like the other day I got like glasses for my dad. He was like obsessed. Like I'm partnering with a meal service and my sister and my dad are like all about it. So yeah, they're like, they tell everybody that I'm an influencer and I'm just like, I don't even call myself that. Like I'd say that I'm more like a blogger because I do have a website, but yeah, they like, they love it and they're super proud of me, super supportive. So I don't know. How are your parents? The same. I think as long as they see that I'm doing it because I love it and you know, as long as my priority is in check and I'm still, you know, I'm not, like I'm still going to school. Like I, you know, I'm still focusing on my school and my career and you know, I'm not doing this for the wrong reasons. I'm not putting too much emphasis on it and not focusing on other things that should be important to me. And I think as long as, you know, you have your priorities straight, like that's all that matters. And, you know, the perks are fun. I love that. But as long they're they're happy that I'm happy that I love it. So um, with that, the balance, how do you balance all? Like what is a typical day in your life, like week in your life? Like how do you balance everything? Yeah. So I think for me, it comes pretty easy because I've always been the type of person, like when I was younger, I was like in dance, I was in yearbook, I was in newspaper, I was like in all the extracurricular activities in school. So it's always been like, I've just had to do things and there've always been things that I've loved. So like going in as a kid, knowing that you have like certain things that you need to do and liking them and getting them done has like transitioned into adulthood. Like I always make a to-do list. I have my agenda. I have like my iCal. I have everything super organized. And then a typical day in the life, I wake up, I go to my workout, and then I usually just run to work. When I get home, I study. And then content creation is mainly on the weekends, unless I have something with like a really strict deadline that I need to shoot that day. But I usually will shoot like one day a week, most of the time. Yeah, that makes sense. And I tend to kind of try to do that too. I I keep my work and school life during like the work day and then after 5 p.m I kind of if I have the time I do concrete on the weekend so I think you know it's possible to do it all you just gotta time management and prioritize yeah that's so important um yeah this was so much fun (laughs) you had like one piece of advice in general like any whether it's consecration and instagram or you know through your work any piece of advice for someone listening what would it be Okay. Um, I definitely say that you should make decisions today that your future self would thank you for. So that can like apply to any aspect of your life. So just like, I'm a very like spiritual person. I'm super into my faith. And I just like try to stay true to myself, like morally, try to stay true to myself, like creatively, like as a person that is making content all the time, like, I'm just trying to make things that I'll be proud about. And I'll be like, okay, like, that was kind of not good I just like be detail oriented like even in the small stuff make it a big deal you know what I mean yeah I think that's such a good one it's so true yeah like and yeah like even if it's a small detail if it's important to you like make a big deal about it like that's so yeah I like that a lot so that's a great yeah thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed the episode if you liked it please leave a rating and review please leave a comment message me send me a dm message victoria go follow her um 
please screenshot and share on stories so I know you're listening and it's the best way to share the podcast and introduce your friends to it. Send it to a friend, send it to your family, send it to anyone who's interested in either being a content creator and getting started or the psychology and behavioral analyst field. And yeah, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.